every time, the, every time I'd go out with like unshaved legs, hadn't showered that day, probably didn't smell that good, wearing sweats, that's when I would have a one night stand. Yes. If I'd go out like oh clean, God. shaved, bathed, perfumed, oiled, like ready, I'd oh come my home God. by myself 10 times out of 10. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. If you would like to be coached on or off the podcast, reach out to us, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. You can send your listener questions there, comments, concerns, or if you're looking to hook up with one of our single crush Saturdays, keep an eye out for those. And then you can DM us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Listener question for the week. I uh, received a question from a youngish man in his late 20s. He is an up-and-coming musician, and he had a question about how to kind of enjoy his up-and-coming musician-ness while still being respectful to women. What a great question. Uh, His experience is that, you know, he's kind of traveling around, meeting a lot of people. He's an attractive guy. He's a musician. Women are drawn to him. And he's seeing a woman here, a woman there. He'll sleep with various women with consent because they want to, but he doesn't want to feel like he's leading them on or, you know, contributing to this kind of toxic masculinity or this image of uh, musicians not treating women that well. And I told him that is really, really great that he's asking the question. First of all, the fact that he's asking the question means he's probably already a lot more conscientious about it than a lot of people are. But also to remember that as long as you're not making promises that you're not going to keep, you're not calling the girl your girlfriend, you're not telling her things that aren't true, you're not saying you're the only one or I love you, you're not doing anything wrong. If two consenting adults choose to sleep together They're consenting adults, and that's their business to do so. And also, let's get over this archaic idea that sleeping with a woman means it was totally for you and not for her. It was both people. It was for both people. If the woman is choosing to do this, if you're a musician or an artist or whoever traveling around or young or whatever it is, they're making the choice and they know probably that you're not about to like settle down and propose. If your career is just starting out, as long as you're setting the proper expectations, you know, and he said he expressed some concerns because he tends to be affectionate right away. And I could see how that might be misleading. But I I say in that case, use your instinct. If you feel like you've hung out with the person a few times and they might be interpreting it a little differently and you can tell from the way they're communicating with you that that's the case, that's a good time to be upfront and honest and just say, hey, you know where I am in my career right now. You know that I travel all the time and I am not really going to be able to commit to a relationship right now. So as long as that's okay with you, I'm totally cool to hang out and we see each other when I'm in town. I just don't want you to be expecting something more from me. Also, never promise exclusivity if you're not going to deliver exclusivity. If someone doesn't ask you, it's not a deposition. You don't have to be like, just so you know, I slept with three girls last week and two girls this week. But also don't let them think you're the only person. They're the only person. So if they ask, you can tell them the truth. Yeah, I've been seeing a couple girls. You know, I travel a lot and 
and I see different people where I go. You don't have to go into detail. You don't need to feel guilty about it. As long as you are not making promises or saying things that are not true, you are not at fault. You're being upfront. Two consenting adults are having a good time. You're doing what you want to do. And I would have to assume that they're an adult who can make their own decisions, that they're enjoying sleeping with you or hanging out with you. And as long as it doesn't seem like they're getting more attached and thinking they're the only person, you're not at fault. If it seems that way, and and we all can tell when someone feels that way and they're contacting us all the time and expecting response and calling us baby and whatever, that's when you might want to have a more transparent conversation, which in some cases could lead to slightly less sex or less partners or less hookups or less excitement. But that's the price to pay to be respectful of people. So if it means like, oh, someone's starting to get attached to me, and so I'm going to say, hey, I feel like maybe you're looking for something I'm not. I just want to be really clear and make sure we're on the same page. That person might say, okay, you know what? I'm going to move on then, and you'll just have to take that loss. It's better than them being mad at you later and you feeling guilty about it and everything else. So I love that you're asking the question about respect. I think consenting adults are consenting adults, but we all know when someone is getting attached and when it's time to have that conversation. And we all know not to say things or do things to lead someone on. So let's not do that. And that's a great question. And also like, don't worry, as this person is up and coming, I told him, this will this will calm down. It might be 10 years from now. You won't always be like this. You should enjoy yourself. You shouldn't feel bad about it. Um, But just be honest and straightforward and be honest with yourself. And most importantly, use protection. Thank you. Hello, welcome. I am here with a stunning woman who, wow, just so honored to have this much of a stunner in my home. Um, Sophie Brabenek, did I say that right? Yes. Yes. Is an actress, I would call you producer- also, yeah. director, I just found out when she walked into my house and immediately started stroking my plants that she's also a <laughs> plant lady, which, wow, she really restored my confidence and my ability to take care of plants. Uh, what else about you? You are from Australia. I am. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, Australia. First person with a international accent oh, on this show. So very excited Represent. about that. Sophie, I almost don't need to have you on the show because I could just play the six minute and 48 second recording that you sent me about your love life. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Which I really loved. I felt like I was listening to like, well, a podcast kind of, but I, you know, I always ask my guests to give me a little backstory before they come on, even though we know each other already from like a few years ago. We don't know each other well. We've never talked about your love life. Right. So I was like, send me a little update. Usually I get a couple paragraphs. I do find, I'm finding this more recently that the way people choose to do that, like kind of immediately reveals something about them or about their dating life and their current romantic situation. Oh, interesting. I always feel like, on one of my episodes, the girl sent me like a bullet pointed list. Uh, and she was like, just stream of consciousness. Here's a bullet pointed list. I was like, that's not stream of consciousness. That's stream of your consciousness, but whoa. And then you were like, I'm going to send you a voice memo. And yeah. it was like almost seven minutes. It was like very thoughtful, very kind of, there was a lot of pauses, a lot of like really thinking, like you really went kind of deep with it, which I really appreciate. It gave me a lot of information. I was trying to keep it concise and give you an overview. Yeah, Yeah. it felt like a like a therapy session like what it would be like to be a fly on the wall in your therapy session. Do you ever use WhatsApp? Uh, Not really, no. Okay. Only once when I dated a British guy, but yeah, yeah, you you guys love it. This is kind of 
what I'm now used to in terms of like particularly communicating with my friends overseas and keeping in contact with people on different timelines. So leaving a voice note is like, I find just such an effective way to communicate, particularly if there's like a body of information you've got to give someone like I'm often driving or on the move. So, you know, if I can call you and have a conversation rather than have multiple text messages, or have to email then I just rather like send, yeah. send my information. In no, that it format. makes a lot of sense for you. I think I, I know another guy that he's a friend of mine and I'll ask him a question and he'll send me back like a two minute voice memo. And for me, I'm always like, I'm not in a, I'm not in like a private place. I can't listen to this right now, right. you know? And so then I'm like, all right, well this voice memo is going to have to wait for later. So it's just, yeah, it's interesting, interesting yeah. how, we communicate differently. Yes. Um, I do think it's more of a not American thing, or it's also kind of coming about with this like Marco Polo app and all that of like leaving. Is, oh, really? you haven't, I feel like you would like that. It's essentially the same thing, but it's video, but it's like a video voicemail. Laura tried to get me onto that. Did she? Laura, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, people like it. I'm all about the back and forth. So I think that's why I'm like, I don't necessarily want to leave someone a monologue. But yeah. for this purpose, it was very useful. And like, I totally understand not wanting to sit down and write out your like dating history. That would be exhausting. And I really did. Like, I already felt like I was already kind of talking with you and working with you by listening to this before you got here. I was like, oh, I kind of know where we're at, how she's feeling, all of the pauses and thoughtfulness. Because I'll be honest with you too, like knowing the little that I know about you and the brief interaction that we've had, I've always thought of you as like very happy-go-lucky, Australian laid-back chick, like probably doesn't really care about her dating life. I've never heard you talk about it. So I always assumed like she's just into her career as a performer and she doesn't really care about like all those kind of normal things that people come to me with, like relationship, marriage, babies. Yeah. She doesn't stress about Like I think of you, and we'll get to this, as uh, have you heard of the phrase manic pixie dream girl? No. Okay, well. Break it down, You're about to. um, Right. And your outfit of a adorable red polka dotted dress and heels is like right up the alley. Uh, Manic Pixie Dream Girl, how do I? It it kind of came about a while ago as an idea of like kind of what male screenwriters write about. So it's like, have you seen Garden Uh, State? It's kind of the ideal, like it's always this girl and the main point of her character or her life is to like inspire the dude and be the muse for the dude. And she's actually not that, but it's through this kind of male lens Mm. of this like wild girl who takes me on adventures, but will never really be the focal point of my life but she the her purpose in my life is my muse is my inspiration and they often are like have weird names and like wear funny outfits and take them on crazy adventures under like highway overpasses you know like it's that kind of like uh 500 days of summer yeah is another one yeah. like there was a yeah. period of time where this character was showing up in movies a lot where it was like the main purpose of this character is she's this quirky wild being that is kind of the awakening of the guy but doesn't serve any purpose for herself you know what i mean i can relate to that yeah Yeah. so that's kind of how i thought of you not in the way of like you don't serve any purpose but i was like i bet she plays that role a lot in guys lives because she probably just doesn't want to be tied down and can't be held back and is a free spirit and you're always jetting off to australia and 
you're from Australia and you've got all these different projects going on and you're a surprise plant lady. So I was always just like, I bet Sophie's totally fine with where she's at and doesn't have any of that. I mean, I try to be. Human being stuff. In between having, you know, meltdowns. Right, of course. So it turns out you're human. I am. Turns out you have human needs and human wants. Yep. And even though you you are quite a a fairy character, you also are a real person. I mean, like... A fairy, like a fairy that's digging in the earth. Yeah, I see. I'm well, more of like an earth mother than yes. a fairy. Like I'm a dirty fairy. You, she walked in and stuck her finger deep into the pot of my plant. <laughs> that's what I do. Got right in the dirt, and I loved it so much. Nitty gritty. Like, Whoa! Yeah. Like I was just watching you. So yeah, you're like a a, a wood nymph. A wood nymph. Yes. All right. But yeah. But I'm here to say you're also obviously. A real person with yes, real needs who deserves another real person yes. and deserves to be the main character in your own story and not, this is, and I'm obviously like jumping very far ahead right now. Sophie also sent me a bunch of snippets of conversations on apps, yep. some ghosts from the past that were popping up that you mm-hmm. called them. And I just, my very first thing that I noticed was, yeah, all these guys are talking to you like you're their manic pixie dream girl. They're very... Uh, excited about the idea of you and they love the side of them that you bring out, but they're not actually talking to you like a real person. Yeah, I, I just, I find communications difficult, you know, and particularly on dating apps where you don't know each other, you're perfect strangers and sparking up that conversation and getting some momentum going is is tricky and I like generally you know on my on my good days I'm excited about life and you know wake up with a sparkle in my eye and you know want to get out in the world and experience it and taste it and I think when you describe that manic pixie character I do feel like generally in my life, whether it's my family and my friends or people that I'm dating, I'm the person that's kind of like the yes person. Let's go and do it. You mm-hmm. know, I have ideas and suggestions and I love activities and I love getting out amongst it, you know, and sometimes I find it difficult to find people that are matching that level of enthusiasm and that's when I feel like it's a bit of a snooze fest and I start to kind of like feel frustrated that you know that it's like that I'm kind of trying to push things forward or I'm trying to inject mojo or life or enthusiasm but then also realizing like it comes down to dating that this person doesn't really know you you don't know them you've got to kind of take a step by step slowly slowly but it's but it's hard to to feel that excitement back. Does right. that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I picked up just from what you sent me that some of these guys, because you mentioned in your voice memo that you had ghosts from the past popping mm-hmm. up recently. You have this tendency of people that you dated years ago or that didn't work out coming back and saying, oh, remember that time when da 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 da. And it's always some magical memory that they have with you. So obviously they're probably not having this experience with a lot of women that they're dating or at all. Um, and you're probably exposing them to this energetic, exciting, adventurous, artistic side of life, which is beautiful. But then, you know, they're kind of like remembering that fondly, but again, they're not doing it with any intention of like 
following through on anything or like having right. a real relationship. They're just yeah. like, remember that adventure? That was so great. Can you be that person in my life again? And you're like, no, but I'm a real person with needs and I'm going to expect you to like also have ideas and yeah, like, also what do you, follow what do you through. Want? What, yeah. are your, what are your intentions? Right. And, and please be clear with me because I'm at that point where it like it becomes frustrating and, right. it, and it becomes distressing and kind of like exactly that. You know, I like, I'm not just someone that's on the other side of a phone or a screen, you know. Like, or someone who's fun for one night or three nights right. or an adventure here, an adventure there. You're a real person. Yeah. And you, you know, you're 40 yep. and you very much want to have a family, have a child, yep. have something real. Yep. And so you're feeling frustrated that, yep. yeah, these men are down for the adventure, down for the excitement, down for the hot chick, but they can't seem to like back it up with real stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I like recently there's been a very weird vibe going on of the ghosts of the past, as I call them, popping up. And it's like, it's been so strange. And just when I think it's over, the next one pops in. I mean, it's bizarre I'm just kind of like at any point I can check my phone and just be like wow what's happening today like well I'll say one thing I wouldn't be surprised this is the beginning of what I call cuffing season which is when people start to get into relationships right before it gets cold now in Los Angeles cold is you know relative but it's the idea of it's getting colder it's not summer anymore it's not summer flings we're going into the holidays no one wants to be alone in the holidays no one wants to go home to their parents on the holidays and say I still haven't met anyone. So a lot of people start looking at their dating life a little more seriously around this time. And it does tend to be statistically when more people get into relationships. That's interesting. Whereas people tend to break up when it starts getting warmer again. They want to get footloose and fancy Yeah, and they want to have fun. And they're like, oh, I just spent the whole winter locked up with this person. I'm going to kill myself. Let me loose. Yeah. And now is when people are like, oh, summer's over and I am alone. Yeah. And I'm heading into those winter months. Oh, you know who was fun? Sophie. Sophie was fun. We had a good time. That was romantic. Interesting. I'm gonna, yeah, let me call her up. Now, I think that's part of it. I also think, and I'm not a big, like, magical thinker person. It's not really my thing. Yeah. But I do think, I don't really think, oh, everything happens for a reason. But I do think you can find the reason for things happening. So even if this is purely coincidental... I would say the reason for you might be for you to take a good hard look at what you really want, whether these kind of people serve a purpose in your life and what you've done in your past in your interactions with them that you would like to do differently. Because they're kind of popping up almost, I think of it as like a test, you know, like they're testing you. They're saying, do you want to go down this road again? You're probably going to get the same result. Yeah. But you have the option to go down the road again. Yeah. Have you entertained any of these ghosts from your past? Like what's your general... Uh, response when this happens to you? No, I mean, I've had a couple of guys just uh, straight up be jerks. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the messages have been disrespectful. Highly in, sexual in, and... Like, with a bit of that, just kind of, just self-serving. Yeah. You know, just kind of dropping yeah. into my... Yeah. You know, like that mess- one guy that you, that there were a bunch of... He was sending you these paragraphs and I was like, who is he talking to he's like talking to himself he's like enjoying the sound of his own voice you know it's like these guys who romanticize you and romanticize the idea of you and you're like I could literally be anyone on the other side of this right now you are like on some 
Yeah, you're just trip. off on your yeah. own, like, yeah, your own little tangent yeah. and you're dropping into my box, you're blowing it up. It's right. Sunday morning. Like, right. if you had a really big night and no sleep, like, what's going on? I'm trying to draw my own conclusions. Like, this is pretty out of the blue. And this guy that we're talking about as well, last year we reconnected after six years mm. and I thought then maybe something was going to happen because we had this four-hour conversation and it was on amazing the phone on or, the phone. Uh-huh. And I just, uh, I was just like, yeah, this is what communication's like. This, this feels good. It's exciting. It's fun. And he's a really fun, colorful character. And, you know, and in a way has a lot of kind of the same values as me. He's at the same stage of life. We're talking about what we want in terms of a family and settling down and, you know, a house and a yard and a dog and the kind of simple things, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. And I thought then something was going to happen. He dropped off and then like, lo and behold, eight months later comes with the big diatribe of, you know, how we're meant to be with each other. But I'm just like, where, where are you coming from? And then after he sent me that, disabled the chat, and I actually called him and was like, you don't get to do this. Like, you don't get to write this whole scribe of how I'm the woman for you and then turn it off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's not. So that's kind of the point where I'm at where I think I've let stuff like that slide and go, oh, well, it's just him or it's just them. Like, I'll forget about it. I'm now at a point where I'm like, this is like, please do not treat me like this. And I'm going to use my voice and I'm going to say, you know, I'm not quite sure where you're coming from or this is, you know, out of the blue or I'm not feeling it, you know, please don't contact me again or mm-hmm. whatever it is because mm-hmm. it does feel self-serving yeah. and it does feel a bit selfish. Totally. It's narcissistic for him to just disappear. And I actually have a client who there's a guy that they've been broken up for like two years and every once in a while he'll just, and he was the one that was like, I can't do a relationship. He'll just pop back in to be like, you know, you know, I love you and no one will ever compare and be like you. And it's like, that's so nice. But are you doing anything about it? Because if you're not, you're hurting me. What's, what's your intention? And are you sincere? And that's kind of the thing with all of this that I feel like the intentions have been unclear and it hasn't been sincere because if you're telling me like, I'm the woman of your dreams or I want to see you again. I can't wait to sit down over candlelight and look at your beautiful face or whatever the lines are that are dropped, Mm -hmm. then follow up. Right. And if you don't follow up, then you weren't sincere and I'm going to call you a bluff. Well, do something about it. And I do think, you know, they love to kind of see themselves in this light. They love to be like, oh, like this person just brings out this crazy, wild, romantic side and makes me feel so young and alive. But then the thought of like putting something behind it, actually doing something about it, committing to something, showing up is too scary for these kind of people. And it's just so more, it's so much safer to live in this fantasy world than it is yeah. to actually deal with the day-to-day of someone, you I know? Do, I mean... I do do fantasy, but I, you know, I don't like I, I'm a straight shooter right? and, and I'm loyal and I turn up like everyone that knows me would say, you know, like I, I'm there. Mm-hmm. You don't need to confirm. Like I'll, I'll be there. You know, I might be 10 minutes late, mm-hmm. but I'll be there, mm-hmm. you know? So you deserve the same in return. Yeah. Now let me ask yeah. you. So you want someone who, because you're fun and adventurous and energetic and you have a lot of energy and you want to do fun things. And you want to date someone who can match you there in a way. Like, 
bring bring something to the party you know like- now what if they bring to the party is i think you're so great and I want to do these things with you. I don't know how to come up with them, but I will so go along with you and be there every step of the way. How does that feel? As opposed to, me too, me too, let me one-up you, one-up you, one-up you. Yeah, I don't think it's about one-upping, and I've definitely been in relationships with people that, you know, they, they bring to the party something different. Like my last, most serious relationship of my life, the guy that I went out with was like kind of, just he was more kind of like chill and he just hung in the background he was really kind of solid and stable and calm yeah, yeah. And, which I feel like is a very good match I like that for you yes yeah yeah and um he was a real kind of like family guy and friends guy which is totally my vibe mm-hmm. um and he was adventurous and and up for things but it wasn't he, he wasn't as kind of like ah, you know let's get out yeah, there and let's yeah, yeah. like I remember we went to um, Burning Man together and that was a really interesting kind of seeing someone in that environment. And quite honestly, I think he was just a bit like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, good for him for agreeing to go with you. Not all guys would. And I'm there like, you know, in the middle of the pack, arms in the air, just like, you know, dancing with strangers. And he's like on the back line with his pistol fingers, just kind of like really low key (laughs) and just kind of, you know, doing his thing. And, And it was... Like, it was kind of cool, you know. Um, I felt like that was a good marriage of energies. How did you meet him? Uh, through friends at a club one night. Because he lived in San Francisco, right? Yeah. And you lived down here in Los Angeles. Yeah. So was the club in Los Angeles? Yeah. And your friends knew Los him already? Lobos. Oh. Silver Lake. Yes. Yeah. Well, he was doing something fun then, so that's good. Yeah. Um, and he was fun. So you yeah. had friends who knew him? And they introduced yeah. you? I had like one mutual friend. It was like one of those random nights where mm-hmm. I finished work and she's like, hey, I got friends down from SF. You want to come out? I was like, yeah. How long were you in a relationship with him? Almost two years. And yeah, what were you going to say? What was it like when you first met him? Oh, like I, I was just, I hadn't been out for about a month. I'd been kind of just like having like a sober month kind of thing and just, you know, like staying indoors and working and saving money and whatever I was doing Mm -hmm. that time, but I was pretty low key. Mm -hmm. And so when my friend invited me out, I was kind of like, yeah, ready to cut loose. And I love to dance and I love music. So I just got to this club and kind of, it was her and three dudes. And I was literally like, hello, hello, hello. (laughs) And just cut straight to the dance floor and like, was like up on that speaker. And I remember them like waving from the bar, like going, do you want a drink? And I'm like, yeah, like in a minute. Like, I was just like, yeah. Like, so, and then we kind of had this big night and it was like, you know, at the end of the night when we're leaving the club or it was actually his friend was really wasted and sitting outside, like in all sorts. And I remember sitting out, it was it, like, it was such a scene outside this club. There was some guy that I think, <laughs> that I think had been given like a sandwich from, um, like a, like a soup van or something like a homeless guy. He had a sandwich, you know, like a brown paper bag and maybe like a baguette hanging out of his bag. And my ex's friend was sitting like in all sorts and I was just kind of hanging out with him, making sure it was okay. And then my ex sitting next to him, this guy comes along and like offers him the sandwich. And there was like some guy cooking hot dogs and people on the street. And I remember it was just chaos. And my ex saying to me, like, you can go inside. It's all right. You, you don't need to take care of him. I think he was embarrassed about yeah. his friend. Mm-hmm. I was just like, we've all been there. And he was like, eh. 
you know, and that's kind of like what he was like. He was very in yeah. control and kind of, yeah. So that, that was when we connected sitting outside of the club. And then you had this long distance thing for two years, long distance ish, San Francisco. Long LA. distance. And then I moved up there for you the relationship. Okay. Yeah. I moved up there for six months. Okay. And yeah. then, but it became apparent that now he had a daughter. Is that correct? He had a son. He had a son. Yeah. And so he, you ultimately would like to move back to Australia or live there know. part I, of the time? I just, the the person that I'm looking for, because I am from Australia, needs to embrace that. Like, that's part of my package. That's always going to be part of my equation. I'm very tight with my family. I've got a big family, like, not my immediate family, but my extended family is huge. I've got tons of cousins. I've still, like, even though I've been living overseas for 12 years now and in and out of the country for half my life, I still, I'm very good at watering friendships and relationships. Mm -hmm. I have a really still very tight, amazing group of friends there. And I'm very involved and connected to the country. And maybe um, when I have kids, you know, knock on wood, at some point, maybe I would like my family to move there or to spend some time there or whatever it is. And being in a relationship with someone who has a kid and is not flexible in that regard is, is, I realized not. Not a so that's the main reason why you broke up was yeah, because you realized he wasn't going to be able to be flexible like that. How old is this kid or was his kid when you were dating? Four. Okay, so yeah. young. Yeah, young. And I mean, there was like I knew part of that up front and, you know, you I, I had hoped that kind of somehow we would navigate it or we'd find a middle ground or whatever it was. And, and you know, maybe that was a bit short-sighted of me, but... Like, I love the guy. So it was like, no, you know, we all I, yeah. Assume the best and hope yeah. for the best. And I would have done the same thing of like, yeah. okay, we'll figure that out. Yeah. So ultimately, did you end it because you realized it, it wasn't workable? I think we both just kind of, it just, it fell apart, unfortunately. And, and I think the communication stopped and, and we, we really struggled to, to pick the communication up. Yeah. So that, that's been a, you know, that's been a journey to yeah. recover from. Mm-hmm. And he's dipped in and out of my life up until like 18 months ago and kind of in a way as well that has felt a little bit self-serving. Of just like, I want you to know I'm still like, thinking of you. Just saying what he wants to say. And then when I respond, not responding. Uh. Yeah. You know, I generally like to see the positive side of people and give mm. people a chance. Me but when too. people do stuff like that, I'm like, there's no excuse. Like you're just being selfish and cruel because you're just you're just needing the person to pay attention to you when you need the attention, but you're not willing to give anything back. You yeah. just want to make sure that they're still feeling something for you and they can't move on. They haven't moved on. You know, people often think, oh, well, I'll try and stay friends or I'll stay in touch. And that's nicer in a breakup. And I think the nicest thing you can do in a breakup is go totally cold turkey and leave the person alone because mm. they need to be able to move on from you. And right. even if you love them and it's hard for you, the kindest thing you can do is let them move on Yeah, and let them not hear from you. Even if you're like, but I just want them to know that I love them. Like that's mean. That's cruel. That's not letting them live their life. They know there was love there. You're always going to have love there in some form, Yeah, but it's not helpful to either person to keep kind of watering that wanting to die plant to use a plant metaphor. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it like 
it's it's hard and I think I you know in terms of that situation and dating in general and just uh, communication I suppose like coming round circle and talking about feeling frustrated with communications and I think mm-hmm. it's also like a part of this day and age and how we communicate and I, I'm old school like I realize like more and more like I'm really old school and I love picking up a phone and just having like a good old chin wag as we'd yeah. say in Australia like having good old chat you mm-hmm. know um, and I'm direct. So, you know, I just want to get straight to the source and straight to the heart of it. Um, and when you have conversation, when you respond and, or you send something out and there's no response, it's probably like fast becoming one of my pet peeves. Yeah. Like, I, I just think it's kind of rude it is in rude. a way. It is rude. Um, I just had a guy that I was dating who is someone that has popped up from the past. We had a couple of dates and He's a really um, lovely guy and we spent a bit of time together and just over these couple of dates, I just realized that I don't see him as someone that I would develop a relationship with. And so when he messaged this week to say, hey, will I see you this week? I just said, you know, I'm sorry, I I don't see you um, on a dating level to which I got no response. And I was just like, you know, you like you had an opportunity to... Like we kind of had a little bit of a friendship beforehand, mm-hmm. like an opportunity, like, oh, oh, well, that's a shame. You know, it was great hanging out. I mean, or- in that situation, I can understand the non-response. I give yeah. you a kudos for not ghosting on him, mm. which is the real non-response. I think that's a problem is like if someone says, am I seeing you this week? Right. And someone doesn't respond. You know, the ego is a very fragile thing, especially when you really like someone. I wish everyone could be a bigger person than they are and be super, super mature and evolved and be like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, let's still be friends. But honestly, you don't need more friends. You don't need more guys who are like still wanting to pop back up in your life. Yeah. And if when you said to him, I don't see you on a friendship or on a dating level and he did not respond, that was just pure pain. That was just pure, like, God. him getting... Not pain, like, yeah. you ripped his heart out, but his yeah. feelings were hurt. His ego yeah, was sure, bruised. of course. And he's like, okay, well, then I'm not going to spend more time on this because that hurt his ego. He had right. put himself right, out right, there, right. and now he's going to shrink back into his shell, and that's fine. That's not your responsibility. You were honest. You were upfront. You did everything right. I wouldn't add that to the litany of men who have not responded like I think that kind of non-response is more understandable than the other kind definitely I mean and I just wouldn't want because I sense the fatigue of the apps and I know that that can happen and then it's like the more it can kind of like grow on itself until like things happen that aren't really even that bad or aren't even that big of a thing. And we kind of lump it all together and we add it to the case against dating. Right. And that's what I would want to avoid because you are at the point in your life where you really want to find someone. Yeah. You're ready. Yeah. You know what you want. Yeah. So this is not the time to be building up your why I hate dating list. Yeah. This is the time to be like, I'm just going to keep forging ahead. Doesn't mean you have to put up with bullshit. Doesn't mean you have to swallow your feelings. Doesn't mean you have to smile when you don't want to. But it does mean you're not allowed to like keep building up your file of dating sucks. Yeah. You kind of have to be like, okay, next, 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 yeah. next. Good yeah. thing I found out yeah, early, totally. you know? Yeah. I would also say like, For the most part, and nothing is 100% always, but for the most part, if someone is in your past for whatever reason, there's a reason, and I don't generally encourage revisiting those things. Yeah, yeah, and 
That I, I'm not sure I answered your question, but in terms of anyone that has popped up, mm-hmm. they've all like very clearly felt like you know not happening. Yeah. There's one one guy that I spent a bit of time with, who we actually went out, but it was very clear then that I was not into it in yeah. kind of a romantic sense. And when we went out, we had a really like a really great night, and I feel like we can be friends. I feel like we are friends. Let me ask you this. Yeah. With both the one that you just, that you just turned down Uh and this one that you're talking about now. Uh Uh-huh. What do you mean when you say, I don't get the romantic sense? Like, I don't see it on a romantic level with this person. What are you looking for? What are you not getting? Are there like major red flags happening? I mean, there are two two different Uh things kind Uh of going on. The guy that that I was just dating, uh, I'm not sure if he was really nervous. And that's, I think, why I wanted to go on a second date. Mm -hmm. And I suggested that we do an activity so it wouldn't be as kind of like sit over a table and feel like you have to constantly chat. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, he didn't have much to say. You know, like when I was kind of like, how was your day? It was very like... Oh, you know, fine. What did you get up to? Not much, you know. Mm. And it just, it was just, it felt very one way Mm -hmm. and it felt, it felt hard to connect and connecting is something that I love to do. And I love going deep and kind of, you know, getting into it. And I couldn't feel like I could get into it. And I really tried and, and I shared stuff that I thought might be of interest to him and it was just kind of not falling on deaf ears but there just wasn't uh, wasn't a huge response so it kind of it it felt flat mm-hmm. um not unpleasant but just kind of flat mm-hmm. um and then the other guy uh I just didn't feel that chemistry I like we we made out a few times mm. and it just kind of it just didn't like it didn't feel right yeah yeah generally I push on the idea of I don't feel the chemistry or we didn't have deep conversation on our first few dates I made out with both of them that's good 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 for you yeah plus a plus but generally I push on that idea because I think when we're rewiring our brains to be attracted to the people who are actually right for us it doesn't always feel that same excitement sparks passion at the beginning it often grows over time from us being like this is a really nice person who keeps showing up and keeps communicating with me and then the interest and the attraction grows right um and the deep conversations come later whereas like take your guy who's uh texting you monologues he i'm sure he could have deep conversations all day can he back it up with being a kind and genuine committed person no he cannot yeah you know so it's like I think it's okay if deep conversations and that kind of next level connection comes later and it's probably more real if it comes later than if it's just like on our first date, we talked for 17 hours and everything, you know, that, that tends to lead to those manic pixie dream girl nights of like this amazing thing. And then the guy falls off the face of the earth because he's just not capable of more than that. Well, I feel like these, both of these two guys that I'm talking about, Mm -hmm backed it up, did what they said they were going to do, you know, were solid in that sense. And it was like a breath of fresh air and really like, you know, I was open armed and, and welcome to like, let's, let's do this again. 
I, and I, I don't think you should force it. And I do think, you know, you know yourself, you dated a fair amount, you're upfront about who you are and what you want. So I wouldn't ever say like, keep forcing it. I do think three dates. And I do think similar to, I always say like, when you start dating someone, if you have the instinct of like, I want to make them my boyfriend or like, I want to take things to the next level. You should sit on that instinct just a little bit because our first instincts are often our habit instinct and not our real instinct. And so in your case, I would say your, I got to end it finger might be a little quick, just a little quick. I trust that these guys were probably not your guys. I generally don't think like we actually end things when it is right for us. But I do think you're used to a certain thing. You've had a certain kind of pattern. You tend to attract a certain kind of guy who appeals to you in a certain way. And in trying to attract a different kind of guy, it might feel weird to you at first. And it might feel like, ooh, this is when I generally break up with someone or like end it, don't see them anymore because I'm not, I don't see it. I just don't see it. And it's like, you might want to just sit on that a little bit longer than you initially want to. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I can, I can totally hear what you're saying. I'm trying to, I mean, I feel like I have dated a kind of broad spectrum of guys. Like, I'm not sure that they're all the same type. I feel like there's been, you know, a bit of a theme lately with people popping up from the past, but that's not my life, right? you know, um, in general. I'm just saying yeah. if you're if you're at the point where you want something to be different, yeah, you have to work against your own instincts and habits a little bit. And you have to in order to do that, when you get that habitual thing kicking in, uh, even if it feels like, no, 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 I know, I know, I know myself. And I and I hate to be like, don't listen to your instincts, but I do think that we often confuse instinct with habit just because if you want things to be different you have to do things differently certainly and i think the older that you get like the more kind of entrenched you get in you know certain certain ways of being and and i think dating is confusing at times as well and there's lots of you know i'm sure people out there can relate to this like you know, should I say this? Shouldn't I say this? Mm -hmm. What should I say? How should I respond? Should I wait? You know, should I do this? Should I reveal this? Should I be a certain way? And so that's definitely something that, so I shared this with you in the voice note, Mm -hmm. this guy that I dated a couple of years ago, who's a guy that I'm telling you about that I didn't really feel the spark with, Uh even though we kind of, you know, had some intimacy and when I caught up with him last week and we were talking about dating and he'd recently broken up with someone and, you know, I was just kind of talking about where I'm at. And he said to me, um, I think your directness and forwardness would be intimidating for a lot of American men. And he has lived in Australia and he said like, he definitely felt like Australian women were more kind of forward and Mm -hmm. ferocious. Mm -hmm. And there was part of me that was like, oh my God, that makes me feel sad. And, you know, and am I too extra? Am I too like, you know, and like I am, I am who I am. You know what I mean? But I think in dating as well, I'm sure like often we're like, oh, trying to present ourselves in a certain way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So do you feel like since you've had that conversation with him, have you, do you feel like you need to 
like pull back on yourself at all? I mean, I just think it's an interesting kind of conversation. Yeah. And, and I think dating in LA is an interesting conversation that everyone has. And there's a lot of kind of, you know, there's like people, I think, have this kind of idea that dating in LA sucks mm. um, and that, you know, that there's flakiness and, and that people aren't looking to settle down. And that was another conversation I was having with a male friend who's Australian. And he's like, you know, people are not here to settle down and have kids and have a home. Like they're here for their career. And, and although I hear all of this, I don't want to subscribe to that. Oh, or I don't want to fill my head I, with this or that because I like, I'm an optimist and, right. you know, and I have friends that have, met people and have settled down and had kids and are doing things that are normal and and there are people that are not just here for their career or you know in the entertainment industry constantly hustling you know around the clock so I believe that it's out there but I'm also kind of like in awe that we live in a city with so many people and a universe with so many people or a world with so many people and it can be so hard to to really connect. connect. Yeah. And going back to the guy that I was just dating, I just kind of felt like I'm not sure I can sit down and be with someone who I'm constantly trying to engage. Well, what if you stopped? Like what I was going to say is, and again, yeah. you, you're a grown woman. Like yeah. he could very well just not be the person for you. And that's fine. Yeah. You do know yourself. But I do think... In terms of like, are you too much? Are you too direct? I would say no. I mean, I, I think I'm fabulous. I think you're fabulous. I but I do think if you're looking to attract a man who can, quote, like keep up with you, have your energy levels, engage, you might need to stop doing so much. Not being who you are, but do like it sounds like with him you were kind of like okay got to keep it going got to ask the questions got to get him engaged what would have happened and maybe nothing but what would have happened if you just sat there and smiled and looked pretty and drank your drink and waited and just waited I know it maybe would have been very awkward I did that for a little bit what happened nothing all right I mean again we just kept on bowling and he said it's your turn I mean you could wait. You could wait even longer. I do yeah. think with quieter guys who might at first glance might not seem like the right match for you, but very well could be because they would balance you out a bit. And because like your boyfriend in San Francisco worked for a while because he was a little bit, you know, more reserved, more kind of like together, even though he was still fun. He wasn't like you completely, but I think you might be doing. Definitely don't want me completely. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So you want someone who's different than you, yeah. which isn't going to look like you sitting down with your best friend and just catapulting off of each other. You know, it might look like the guy is nervous at first. You're a gorgeous woman. You're charming. You're funny. Like you have this great accent. Like you have your shit together. You do all these different things. Yeah. That's intimidating. So you might need to let them step up to the plate a little bit more by you stepping off of it and by you saying, I'm not going to do anything. I'm literally going to do nothing. And I'm just going to sit here and wait. And same goes for like, I'm sure you're a big part of the planning in relationships of like, I thought of this fun thing for us to do, or let's go here, let's go there. Yeah. And I think I'm not very patient as well. Like that's Mm -hmm. part of, part of my frustration with communication. Like when people 
at texting in, in a dating sense. And they're just like, hi, how are you? You mm. know? And I, and I'm like, and what, what do you like? What do you, what do you, what do you want? Well that, okay. So that, that's another thing I was going to talk about this. I'm talking about, uh, in general, once you have the date or once you are dating, if you yeah. want someone who's going to kind of step up and meet you there and not be exactly like you, but be able to do some of it, you might have to say in that case, like, I want you to plan our next date. Right. Or for you to just not do it and be like, what are we doing? Right. Can't wait. Tell me where to go. Tell me where to meet you. So that's what I said with this last guy. I mm-hmm. was like, great. Like, you want to meet up? What, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know. We could do anything. This, this, this. You choose. Yeah. And I was you like. You tell him you choose and be done with it. Like, right. don't take right. the bait. Right, right, Because right. they're used to that. They're like, I know I'm not good at this. She seems great at it. I'm just going to let her do it. Then you're like, I'm doing the same thing that always happens. Here's another guy like that. That's the point where I just don't have patience. I'm like this whole like back and forth. I'm like, just make a decision already. I'll, I'll make it. And let's let, like, don't. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, thank you. Because your lack of patience, because you said you did say in your voice memo, yeah. I don't want to waste time. Your lack of patience yeah. will cause you to waste time Yeah. because your lack of patience will sabotage things and end things and make you get fed up before you actually have the chance to see if something can grow. I think you are a little quick on the trigger right now because you're a little frustrated and because you're like, I'm 40, like I don't have time for this shit. I'm Australian, which is all fine. But I think that's not going to serve you. Like, you know, the the expression, like, you have to go slow to go fast. Right, Like, right, you right. have to give these things a chance to unfold. Yeah. The time's not going to go any quicker by you rushing it. Like, you're not going to get to the marriage and the babies by you rushing it. Yeah. You have to still build the relationship and yeah. allow the person a chance to grow and kind of wipe your brain and be like, I'm 25. Like, I have all the time in the world because it's not going to help things at all to rush it along and to be like, I don't have, t- I don't have time for you. Like, I get though when they're just yeah. faffing about on Messenger and you don't want to deal with that. Yeah. And to that, I would say, having looked at your screenshots of conversations, that's where I think you're also giving too much and being too patient. Right. So I'm saying two different things here. When you actually get to the face-to-face and the dating part, I think you need to be more patient, slow your roll, give them a chance. Guys aren't used to taking the lead on these things and they need to be taught and kind of drawn out. And But when it comes to the messaging before you've met, I'm 100% fine with you being like, so are we meeting up for a drink? Also because just from what I saw of your um, kind of opening conversations with people, yeah. it's much less personality than you really have. And I get the sense that maybe that's just because you're like, I don't fucking know. Like, am I like, I don't want to spend time on these apps. So let me just ask these like normal questions. Right. But it reads as um, kind of boring. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. That's and amazing. Like, just kind of like, they're probably kind of like up, oh, same questions as always. Like, and it, it's obviously not on you. They should fucking be interesting too. But like, yeah. we just have to get off of these apps. That's the part that's a waste of time, obviously. Yeah. So that's where you need to get off them. Don't waste time coming up with clever questions, questions about their day, questions about the weather, things yeah. about what you do today, well, like, yeah. Australia. Just, I don't care if your opener is, so when are we getting a drink? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's where your directness and your Australianness comes into play and can right. help you. Yeah. That's that's what you're really thinking. That's what you really yeah. want to say. And I can see it. Yeah. By the way you're talking to them, you're like, bop, ba da bop, bop. 
what about this question that I don't care about the answer to? Yeah. Like, you know, let me tell you a fact about myself that I tell everyone. Like, yeah. I can sense that. I can yeah. feel that. And whether they know it or not, and they don't because they're not this self-aware, but they can feel it too. Yeah. You know, and they can feel like uh, the kind of like lackluster feeling you have right. about this. Yeah. So with that, I would cut and it to does, the chase. Yeah, like every time you're trying to engage someone through an app to think of, something to say fuck is, it don't yeah, don't yeah. like i say all the time come up with your opener yeah. simple short could apply to anyone's profile copy and paste that shit okay so the other thing is is that i've started like implementing this year that i need to have a phone call before that's I fair meet up with someone. i was gonna suggest yeah, that for you because yeah. you like that yeah. i i had another guest on who uh, was a very active data dater for two years. She was on the app. She has a boyfriend now from the apps. She swore by the FaceTime because she was like, I want to see them. I want to see what they look like. Oh, I, I want to like get that. their energy. Yeah. She was like, 15 minute FaceTime call. Yeah. Then I put them on hold, say I have like another call or something. I think about it. Then I come back and tell them if we're going on a date or not. <laughs> That's great. So I could see you really using that too. I think FaceTime or uh, phone call level. is great for you. Yeah. I know. But it, but it allows also because you're hot and they need oh, to thank know. You. You're hot. Thank you. <laughs> um, but your your pictures, like you look pretty and cute, but your energy in real life is so much more interesting and dynamic and fun than just like another pretty person. Thank you. So I think the phone call is great. I think FaceTime would be even better because I think then you just get to be like, here I am. Can you handle it? If not, I don't need to waste my time. And that is, I mean, I do think dating is a numbers game. So on the one hand, I'm like, go on as many dates as you can. Don't worry about it. Mm. On the other hand, I know it can be draining and exhausting. I don't want you to get sick of it. Uh, and I want you to enjoy it. Yeah. So if that would help you to not feel like I just spent another evening with someone I have no interest in, yeah. then you should do those vetting calls. Yeah. However you choose to do them. So um, a couple of other things I want to address with you. So this guy that um, that I recently went out on the date with, the guy that I said I wasn't interested in on the dating level, we met because we worked together a few years ago. Okay. And I would say he has been low-key flirting with me through Instagram ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we discovered we had a mutual friend. And that was kind of the turning point where it was like we should meet up. Anyway, on that first date, we had dinner and we were going to go dancing afterwards. And this was his suggestion, which I loved because not many men... Love, yes. Yeah, love. suggest going dancing. Yes. And I'm yes. like, all right, this yes. is awesome. But I felt like he was coming on a bit strong in terms of like he wanted to hold my hand after dinner and I went with it because I was like, well, you know, it's we're out in the town and we've had this nice dinner and it'd be nice, but it felt a bit unnatural. And then I just felt when we're at the bar, like it was just, it was just a bit intense and it kind of felt like a little bit too familiar, too fast. Totally. Um, and I wasn't quite sure how to navigate it. And I suppose because I feel like we're friends, but we're not really friends, but it's kind of because we've seen each other over social media for so long. Yeah. We have a sense right. of each other, but yeah. it's a, you know, it's a, I mean, it's, it sounds like he's probably super into you. He's had a crush on you for a while, probably has fantasized about it. And then was just so excited and wanted to act on it. And also felt like a little more familiar with you than you know a dating app person would because he actually knew you and had met you and you had mutual friend and all that yeah in that situation again like this is where your australian directness can help you yeah is for you to say 
hey, just want to be totally honest. I'm not big into PDA until I'm in a relationship with someone. And then it's not like you're being too weird. I love Why some are PDA. You? I just feel like we have to. No, I know you do, but this is what you say yeah. to get him to give you space until you're comfortable. Right. You right, know, right. I'm just saying you don't want to make it personal attack on him and you don't want to make it like you did something wrong well that's kind of what I said on the second date when he went to hold my hand and I just realized like my feeling after that first date was that it felt like I wasn't quite comfortable with uh it and and I said to him I just feel like this is a little bit girlfriend boyfriendy and I'm just trying to get to know you good for you like I don't mean to be rude so it was it like he was cool good it was great so what's the problem no, there's no problem. It's just um, like an interesting kind of dynamic of the intimacy without the like intellectual yeah. connection. Like I didn't feel like we had connected kind of like in our minds or our hearts or as people. And then it was just kind of like, let's hold hands. And so I just, I just found that kind of strange. Yeah. I mean, I think I've, probably experienced that I think everyone's probably experienced that with someone and some people just are they get excited about someone and they're more comfortable with that they also maybe have some misconception that we like that or they had a girlfriend who liked that or they you know what I mean like everyone's coming from somewhere where they got trained a certain way or they got certain habits from something else but I think you handled it perfectly and I I think the I find that difficult because I also like don't like being the bad guy. You're not you know, the bad and I, guy. But I like I don't want to make people. But feel this is the thing: or, yeah. is the bad guy would be sitting there thinking it, hating them, and disappearing or deciding not to date them anymore because of that. Not bad guy is being honest about how you feel, sharing the thing that could make you feel more comfortable, right. and then seeing if they can do it. Yeah. And that's what you did. That's exactly what you did. So I think it's taking out of your mind that it's like mean to tell someone what you want and what you need like it's mean to not tell them and expect them to know right or to like dismiss them because they didn't know yeah but whenever you can be like here's the thing you can do to make me like you more yeah that's helpful yeah that's nice that's kind you know and we're not used to it true because like people don't tend to be as direct these days and there's a lot of weird I'm supposed to understand all these signals and I'm just a big advocate for like if there's something they can do Tell them if they can yeah. make out better. Tell them, tell them, tell them. See if they like, can how do, do you, it. How do you say that to someone? You say, well, let's say, for example, when you were making out, they used too much tongue. You can like funny later texting, like, can't wait to make out with you again. I love when people use just a little bit of tongue. You know, like you can be jokey, flirty, but you can kind of say what you do like instead of saying you use a lot of tongue. I didn't like that. You know, yeah. but. Yeah. I find, and this might work for you, that men respond well to being teased a little bit and being, I hate to say this, but negged a little bit, a little bit like... Nagged or negged? negged. Neg means like... um, Tied up. Kind of talking to someone negatively, like making fun of them, essentially. Uh, I once made out with this guy who uh, bit my lower lip so much and like sucked on it so much that it was purple the next morning. And then he asked me out again. That's intense. And I was like, uh, I'll ask you, I'll go out with you again, but you can never suck on my lip again. Like you will have to make out with me so much gentler. And he was like, okay, I promise only Disney Prince make outs from now on. And then we dated for two years. <laughs> oh my God. And he never sucked on my lip again. Oh. Yeah. 
Kudos. Look at that. Yeah. He's not a good boyfriend in the end. We broke up. It's fine. Learned a lesson. Great. Yeah. But I communicated, you know, and I was like, I'm never seeing that guy again. I have a purple lip. Yeah. Which maybe I shouldn't have ever seen him again, but you live and you learn. What can you do? Um, that's what happens when you date a 23 year old. When you're 30, it's fine. No big deal. We learn our lesson. <laughs> but, awesome. you know, it's, it's just finding a way to be lighthearted, but yeah. direct. And not focusing on the negative, telling them what you do want. Yeah. I love what you said. I think holding hands is a little more boyfriend-girlfriend thing. You could throw in there, I love how affectionate you are. Holding hands is a little bit boyfriend-girlfriend. Yeah, and I, to like, me. I'm totally an affectionate person. It's yeah. just, you know, like when it, when you just get that feeling when it's like, oh, I'm not sure about this. And, yeah. And they're definitely, I do find myself in moments of like, oh, I'm not sure what to say. And I like, you know, I'm conscious of how the other person feels and I don't like I don't want things to get awkward yeah but I think that's where again like that's where you can tap into your talent for directness yeah which is so funny because that's like I can be so direct and then I can be so like shy and scared yeah Yeah. I think that's the perfect place and it's always nice to throw a compliment in there with it like kind of be like I love that you do this yeah but it would be really great if you did this yeah or you know that kind of thing or um you can also be a little more playful about it. If someone's holding your hand too early, you can be like, actually, I don't hold hands until five dates or I don't hold hands until the wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you can be playful. You can be fun. But I don't want you to feel like because dating apps can be so frustrating yeah. when you're actually on the date, you should be able to have fun and feel like you can be yourself. Yeah. Because like dating apps, we can't really use to judge other people because no one is who they seem for better or worse on a dating app. Real life is real life. So when you're in real life, then you can let yourself show and your freak flag fly and be as direct All as you want to be, everything. Yeah. But the, the app is kind of the place to just get to the date and get off and don't make yeah. any judgments from how they're acting, how they're talking, what they're saying, what their answer to that question was. Just like, can we go on the date? Can we talk on the phone? Great. Now we're here. And then as much as you can, and I don't want you to feel like, um, I don't want you to go too far in terms of like, you know, feeling like you directly have to say everything you're thinking Mm. about them. Cause also like people do take time to warm up and I'm sure that guys get nervous around you and they might not be their best. I mean, I get nervous around guys as well. Dates are nerve wracking, especially if you like the person. Yeah. Then you're like, Oh gosh. So, you know, ease into it. But if there are things they can do to make you more comfortable, like for instance, a guy who couldn't think of anything to say, you can say, do you want to ask me any questions? I actually said that. Did you? Yeah. And what did he say? Because we got to a point where he said to me, do you have any more questions no for me? No way. Yeah. And I said to him, um, no, I, I don't. I'm done. And I, I said to him, I'm not sure if you're shy or reserved, but like we've come out tonight. My assumption is to get to know each other better. And um, I think I did say it's a bit like pulling teeth. That's okay. Is that okay? I mean, it's not ideal. It's, I mean, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's harsh, but I was also like at a point where I was like, come on, like now, like, no, I don't have any more questions for you. And, and I said, do you have any questions for me? Um, at which point he asked me a, you know, a question. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like that kind of, like we turned a little bit of a corner there and I kind of explained to him a little bit like about. Like, I'm not, I'm not very good at shallow conversation. I'm not very good at like, you know, like what's, I mean, I, I like talking about the weather, but not for 
question two times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can also trust yourself more. It sounds like you're doing a lot of things right. And if and the only real problem is that you're getting impatient because of your time in your life and what you want. And I think as long as you can be like, I'm going to take just a little bit more of a breath before I do what I would normally do or yeah. before I dismiss this person or decide it's not a match. Also, if I need something like the handholding thing, like the asking questions thing, I'm okay to say it. I don't need to feel like I have to sit on my personality and my directness. Like I know what that yeah, friend of yours you. told you. Yeah. I would say that applies in terms of like, don't be hypercritical. Yeah. And I would stay away from the, what are you looking for? Marriage and babies conversation. I definitely, yeah, that, I mean. I would stay away from that. As direct as I am, I'm don't, that's like, good. I'm not comfortable. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's for out a few of my dates in. That's a fr- yeah. it's, it's okay at a certain point to be like, so I just want you to know that's my That's someone my that I'm like. That's yeah, someone you're like, really seeing. I'm a little bit yeah. down the road yeah. with, for sure. Yeah. But then I don't think you have a directness problem. I'd say if anything, you could probably be a little more direct. But I think you have to get out of your head of like, I don't take bullshit and I don't waste time and like chill. It's okay. Like you've met nice guys. They are out there. You know, they're out there. I think the whole thing about like those two guys were both stand up guys. 100%. So you know that it's totally possible. They weren't the right ones for you. That's okay. But you have to keep going. And I don't think it's true that in LA, no one's looking for that. I do think it's true that in general, men aren't that's not like, that's just not how they think. They're not like, I'm ready for a relationship. But they're more like, if someone comes up and makes them want a relationship, they'll have their relationship. Yeah, and I feel like I've heard you say something yes. along these lines in one of your podcasts right. that I thought was really great. And I think it was maybe something to do with like the criteria you put in in terms of like searching for a relationship and, you know, yeah. like guys might not know they're searching for a relationship until they meet you and they're like, oh, well, that could be that could be nice. Exactly. And, yeah. They want to meet the person. Yeah. But, you know, in L.A. or in any city, it's like, yeah, we could say, like, no one comes here for a relationship. It's like, guys generally don't go anywhere for a relationship. They're I'm, just waiting to I meet the right person. I think everyone's looking for love and, yes. like, wants to, you know, like, we're all, I think, we're all human and we, we're all craving, well, we're all, most of us are craving, you know, the same kinds of things and connections and to be loved and to give love and, you know, and to get deep you know mm-hmm. i think that's kind of a fundamental nature of of life yeah being so don't human. worry about that you just have to find the one who's looking for you one more question yes so going back to so this is kind of like it's something that goes back and forth in my head with american like dating mm. and and dating in america feels like it, it feels more old school in a way that i like in the terms that like people date and I feel like there's chivalry that I've experienced here. That's not so common in like opening, opening doors. Like I've never had an Australian guy say to me, I'm going to walk on like the, the roadside. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you know, uh, the idea of, I think here that you wait for the guy to make the first move that they're going to pay for the check, you know, that kind of stuff has taken me a little way to navigate because I feel like in Australia there's kind of like, I've uh, there's not those kinds of conversations as much. It's not, it's not quite a thing. I lived in London before here. I feel like British dating is a bit more kind of Australian dating. And then in America, you know, when I got here, there's like 
the different dating and I learned about polyamory for the first time when I moved here. I don't think anyone had spoken to me about polyamory and I'm like, every other person seems polyamorous and even more so these days and, you know, kids coming up and, um, and then, you know, you're talking to people, you're dating, you're exclusive, you're not. And I'm like, like, you know, I've just kind of like dated someone and then we're in a relationship. Like it's, there's never any like kind of official labels or unofficial or whatever. And so, uh, you talking about like on a dating app, sending a message, like, when are we going going to go and get a drink? I think part of that kind of query in my mind of like, should I, shouldn't I, is that like, even though on Bumble, the girl makes the first move, you should just kind of like throw out like a little bit of bait to engage them, but then let the man come forward and ask you out because you want the man to like be the hunter and all these kinds of things that, you know, like, I met some like guru dating coach that was like, you have to choose whether you're the, you're the leader or the, you know, the feminine or the masculine. Yeah. And I'm like, I think that's all at play, but I don't think any of that can be at play when you have not met the person yet. So I don't think that the apps mimic reality. And I think the purpose of the app is to expose you to more people than you're exposed to in your day-to-day life. It's essentially like going to a bar with a thousand people instead of 10 people. So to me, nothing matters until you have met. After that, yes, they should initiate, they should follow up, they should get the hunter instinct awakened, which is part of why I say too, like don't plan everything, don't be leading the conversation. If you want to see if they can come to your level and make conversation, you have to pause and sit and smile and not do all the work. But I think, first of all, Bumble is built so that the woman talks first. If you're more comfortable with a different opener, I'm just saying that to get you off the app and I mean, onto I, the date. I, yeah, and I love that. And I'm, I'm going to use it. If guys have a problem with that, they're going to have a problem with you. So we shouldn't have anyone who's going to put that much weight on that anyway. But I really don't think, I just don't think the app, I don't think of them as a real space because you haven't met the person yet. Mm. Once the person has met you, then they know how they feel about you. Then they're going to want to chase you. But they yeah. can't chase you based on four pictures and three sentences about you. Right, right, like, right. That's not real. 100%. They're not getting your scent. Yeah. You know, scent is what makes someone want to hunt. So true. You know? Yeah. Oh my God. I had, so like an ex-boyfriend from ways ago um, was a music producer and he worked in the studio with this guy who he said just like hummed, he stank. And he was like, Ernie, like you need to put some deodorant on. And Ernie was like, mate, like this is, this is my natural scent. You know, we should all be like not wearing deodorant and masking it. It's what draws us together. And I'll never forget him saying that yeah. kind of like the instinctual animal like sniffing out that's of each other what I'm like makes that's us interesting into each other like when i used to be single every time the every time i'd go out with like unshaved legs hadn't showered that day probably didn't smell that good wearing sweats that's when i would have a one night stand if yes. i'd go out like oh clean God. shaved bathed perfumed oiled like ready i'd oh come home God. by myself 10 times out of 10. Like, I can't, like, so these apps, what I'm saying is, what are you talking about animal instinct? Like, these are little computer things on our phone. That is not, there's no place for biology there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biology happens face to face. So you have to get to that. 
Yeah. After that, if they go on the so date with you. for everyone listening, stop wearing deodorant. Stop wearing deodorant. It's bad for you anyway. Not shower pre-date. <laughs> it's true. And we'll all just get down to the nitty gritty faster. Actually, not a bad idea because also yeah. that'll probably prevent you from sleeping with someone on the first date if you don't shower. <laughs> so go for it. Drop um, some truth bombs. But like seriously, don't. Just the weight that gets put into the app interactions is so oh. worthless. Oh my God. It's like, just ties my head and Come up with your opener. If you want to have two or three exchanges and it seems like it's not going there, then you can say like, cause the other thing you could do is have your, a different opener, which is just like, I'm a plant lady or whatever it is. Yeah. And then after like, da, 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 two, three, then you can be like, so when are we getting a drink? Yeah. Because I promise you that will be refreshing because no one wants to be doing this. And if they do just want to be having these long drawn out, boring as hell conversations, they're not the right person for you. Yeah. Anyone who can't handle like, okay, I'm ready. Or if you're just like, look, I'm not great at these messaging things. I, I'm much more of a phone FaceTime person. You can do that too. You can be like, can we just get to the phone call? Yeah. You know, but that's another place where you can be direct in that way of like, I don't love having these app conversations. Would you like to get a drink instead? Would you like to meet in person? Yeah. You know, and just be honest about that. Because why are we pretending? Yeah. So I think yeah. that's where you yeah. can Yeah, and why out. are we yeah. pretending? And I think there is so much of that. that yes. That happens yeah yeah and no one no one wants to be doing this so you can be the person to say hey like I never check these apps or I'm really bad at this I I communicate much better on the phone do you want to have a phone call just get to it don't feel like you need to make this small talk that just burns you out it's just gonna burn you out now let's talk real quick about your actual profile okay this red bow picture, yeah. it's cute, but it kind of says Manic Pixie Dream Girl right off the bat. Okay. And I really like the one under it. It's very natural and beautiful. So I would just nix the red bow and keep the natural, beautiful one. I like the one with your friends. I like this other one. I like all of those. I would add one more that um, shows your whole body just so people know you're not like, you know, just a face. Yep. Um, cause you have a lot of close-ups of your face, which is always yep. nice, but can always seem like you're hiding something or just puts out kind of like a certain insecurity if that's all you have. Okay. So put out a couple more of your body. And then I found your, your, uh, writing on your profile. Okay. But a little generic. I like always up for adventure or dumplings. That's true. But I would replace adventure with a specific adventure. You know, okay. instead of just like generally adventure, yep. banter and deep conversation, spiritual, community-minded, creative. Like these are all very broad terms okay. that they're going to get from hanging out with you for five minutes. So what you need is more specifics to draw them in. Yep. So you need like sensory specifics, like your favorite food, your favorite drink, your favorite thing to do in Australia. Yep. Um, something, you know, just more more playful, like let your playfulness and creativity come out here instead of saying, I am playful and creative. Right, right, you right, know? right. Yes. Like even if it's, if it means it's two or three sentences instead of this, born and raised in Australia, great. LA for seven years, fine. Life and laughter lover, like does anyone not love life and laughter? Does anyone like, I hate life and I hate laughter? Probably not. So go through these yeah. with a fine yeah. tooth comb yeah. and just go, what can I get specific about? Even if yep. it's so just, I love polka dots, you know, like if your list is like polka dots, plants, and um, 
uh, bowling or whatever, or some other P thing, you know, that, that you, very specific things you like, and you can change them frequently. This isn't set in stone. It's not encapsulating who you are as a person. Polka dot, plants, and penis. There you Would go. That be good? Um, Just joking. <laughs> might attract some, uh, some special people. Polka dots, plants, and peanut butter. And... <laughs> No, you're Australian. Probably don't like peanut butter. Um, don't you guys like I've come around. Marmite Vegemite. or something? Vegemite. Marmite. Sorry. Get, Get out of here. Confused. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, you know, or like I'll I'll yeah, teach maybe. you to like Vegemite. Like so cliche, but yeah. just like the little things that's just gonna make someone go like, oh, that's different. Instead of like, oh, another person who loves life and laughter. What a shock. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm in LA. They're spiritual and creative. Wow. Like, can't imagine <laughs> how crazy. Or you know. Went to my first burlesque show last night, because that's what you're doing tonight. Yeah. You know, just little tidbits that will just make someone go, ooh, that thing. Yeah. I want to hear more about that. Yeah. Or like, ooh, I like that. Or I don't like that, and I want to talk to her about that. Yeah. But like, tuning into your quirkiness. Yes. Because here you come across just so much more generic than you really are. Oh, God. You're well, just so much more interesting. Sorry. Yeah. You have an adventurous, and you, this is for what you're looking for in them. You have an adventurous and playful spirit, are curious, like to try new things, are kind, soulful, and appreciate directness. Womp womp. Like, again, oh they're like, <laughs> everyone thinks they are Fail. adventurous and have a playful spirit. You could just be like, what are you looking for in them? Um, you can handle my directness, and you like puppies. I don't know. But you know, just like. Yeah. With the general personality traits, it's just yeah. not helping anyone because everyone thinks they are God's gift and that they combine all of those traits, even if they don't. <laughs> Human beings oh, are complicated. God. We respond well to details. Yeah. Very specific details. It's true. And it can be as short as you want it to be. Yeah. You can send it to me if you want. Thank you. I'll take a look. Fantastic. Um, other than that. Yeah. I feel good. I like your pictures. I want more of your body. Yeah. A little more playful because these are all very soulful. Yeah. And I feel good. And you're going to start asking them out more quickly. Don't worry about it there. Once you've gone on the date, then you let them ask you out again. You let them do the follow-up. You let them... be captain. Do the conversation. Don't feel like you're doing everything. Yeah. And sit on your instincts so they can start to change a little bit. All right. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Do you ever go back to Australia and like try to date there or not really? Yeah. And I actually, so I went back to Australia for a, I I normally go back uh, for about a month around Christmas. So I just actually booked my flights this morning, Mm. which is very exciting. Um, But at the start of last year, because I've been away for like 10, 11 years, I just kind of started to feel a bit disconnected and I really wanted to have time with my friends and their babies and family members that are getting older. That's not kind of like, it's very flash in the pan. Like a month seems like a long time, but I think there's something like 43 members in my family. So, you know, that, and then add friends. It's like, you don't really get the time. So I spent several months there. And whilst I was there, I dated an Aussie guy during that period. And we're still in contact and yeah. Well, maybe you should marry him. What are you doing? That's what my mom says. She's like, what about... I'm like, I don't know. What? Why? Because it would be... It would make sense and it would be great or... Yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Don't do it. Say here. I would think, because you said it was important to you, that it would be someone... And we don't really have time to get into this, but just a closing thought, that it would be someone that 
can go back to Australia with you, I would think it would be almost easier to meet someone in Australia who would come to the U.S. with you. Right. I mean, I, if, I would be lying if I yeah. didn't have that thought so, cross my mind. And yeah. if, you know, if you're feeling certain cultural things would be better or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I say go full steam ahead when you're in Australia and see what you can dig up. Yeah. And what you could put on your profile is, I'm going to Australia for a month. If you're nice to me, I'll bring you back something. That's your whole profile at the end. <laughs> yeah. That. And then when you come back to America, well, no, then when you're in Australia, your profile can be, I live in the US, and if you're nice to me, I'll take you there sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm That'd literally like taking notes yes, yes, verbatim. Yes. Yeah. So you can listen back yeah. to this and write your profile. But yeah. it's, you know, that kind of playfulness. But I do think, yeah. I do think based on what you want and what you're looking for, it might behoove you to put a little more effort into dating when you're there as well. Because it might not be yeah. that hard to find someone who's willing to come back and forth with you. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's, I think that's kind of, that's a, that's a big thing as well. Like, you know, a lot of people at this stage in their life. They want to stay in one place. Well, they're settled, you know, at this yeah. stage. Like, they're not in their 20s. And I think a lot of people have kind of roots down. But That's true. Never say never. Never say never. Yeah. I say be open to it. Yeah. You know, if you're a little more flexible, then you might end up with someone who has to be more in one place than the other. Or you might have to be like, okay, he's going to be mostly here and I'm going to travel and I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to compromise too. So it might not look totally. exactly like how you pictured it always of yeah. like, we have this jet setting 50, 50 time. It might because of your age, but also keep yeah. in mind once you have, I don't the even kid, know that I want the jet, the right. jet setting, right. you know, and, and you if I want do want a option. family, I, yeah, I just want some flexibility, which I think if, if you're with a partner, you know, yeah. here or there and they don't have other kids or mm -hmm. another family or those kind of really tight ties or a profession that is really kind of specific to that yeah. place, yeah. then I think But I think even open. if, I mean, I think all of that, but I also think like once you have a kid and start to build a family, you're probably going to go through a period of not wanting to do that. 100%. So also keep in mind that. And I've also I like really traveled and kind of like been, I mean, I think a lot of people think of me as like a bit of a gypsy mm -hmm. and I've embraced that for a really long time. And I think I'm also like, now I get a bit affronted where I'm like, I'm not a gypsy, right. you know, like I've been here a long time, you know, I'm like here and I'm committed and I can understand, you know, why that is. And that has kind of been my life, but I do feel now like the gypsy is kind of less so and kind of the, the kind of more consistent, like traveling and stuff has settled down a lot and you know, and, and yeah. I want, I want roots. Well, and keep in mind too, that many people settle down for the, you know, 18 years that they have a kid and then you can travel after. Yeah. And it, even yeah. if the person you meet now has a job that ties them to one place, ain't yeah. nothing wrong with someone who has a stable job. So right. have the family with them and right. then agree to travel when you're 60 and you can retire. You know yeah. what I mean? Like now is kind of the time in all areas for a little bit of flexibility and a little bit of like pushing against what you previously decided. Yeah. And if that means being in Australia with some hot Australian guy and coming here, you know, from time to time. And then in a few years 
moving here, whatever it is, like yeah. just just be open to the possibilities. I think. Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Oh my god, thank you so Can much. Can I tell you on Single Crush Saturday? Uh, sure. Yeah. What's your Instagram? At officially me Sophie B. Wow. Yeah. Okay. At officially me Sophie B. Thank you so much for thank joining you, thank me. Thank you. I can't wait to hear what happens. Yes. Go this get has been a, a good solid chat. Woo-hoo! I feel like we solved all we of We covered it all. Oh my God, amazing. Thank there. you for having me. I want to come to your Australian wedding, is what I'm saying. Well, you're, you're there. Great. I, I feel like you might be like, you know, emceeing. I'll do it. Like, Let's do know. it. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. Thanks, babe. Just the tip a dating tip. I mean, that one had so many good ones. I was going to talk about sitting on your instinct a little before acting on it, whatever that is. If you are more prone to moving quickly, sit on your instinct with that. If you're prone to saying no and dumping people too quickly, sit on your instinct with that. But I think that's pretty clear. A important dating tip that I put out there that we may have rushed by is don't shower before your first date. I like that a lot, especially if you're someone who has a problem of sleeping with people too quickly. Great way to prevent yourself from doing that is not showering or not shaving your legs, ladies or guys. Um, You know, I think, yes, I'm saying this facetiously because hopefully It'll help you if you're someone who's prone to sleeping with someone too quickly. But also, I'm not kidding when I say pheromones are very important and not feeling this kind of cleaned up, sterilized, over-perfumed. Like there's something in the air that happens. And I'm, I'm going to look into this, but I think it's real of like your musk and your pheromones coming out. Sorry if you're grossed out by this. Yes, you should wear deodorant. Yes, you should still brush your teeth and wear perfume and not be like smelly. Obviously, if you went to the gym, you should still shower. But I'm just saying like maybe we don't need to make ourselves so perfect before we go on a date. And if we're just like a little bit... It's been the whole day has gone by. We don't have to go home, shower, get in perfect shape for this person we're going to meet. Yes, you should take a moment for yourself, but I don't know. I just think there's something in the more relaxed energy of being a little dirty. And also, then you won't sleep with them on the first date. So I'm going to stick with this. Sorry if you're grossed out, but I'm going to say dating tip is don't shower before a first date. I'd say like, you know, within a few hours, like you could shower in the morning. But then like, you know, let yourself uh, ripen a little. All right, there you go. You're welcome. If you'd like to be coached on or off the podcast, feel free to reach out to us, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Thank you to Sophie, the wonderful, beautiful Australian, for joining us today. Thank you to Christine Bartolucci, Melissa Gruen, our social media producer, Josiah Thorngate, our wonderful editor, and all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, sharing, and making dating fun. (laughs) 